Hey everyone, Adam here, and we are in week four, chapter four of Nehemiah in the Broken, Battered, but building series. And I just want to remind us all that we're in this series because it's been a tough season. It's been a tough season in the world. It's been a tough season for our church. And we feel broken and battered, but we do need to continue doing the work and get back to building. Okay. And so that's why we're here. And we find ourselves in chapter four of Nehemiah. And, uh, and, and this is where the spiritual warfare really ramps up. And we are going to need to learn how to be friends in perseverance together. That's what I want for us, that we would become friends in perseverance. Because <clears throat> here's, here's the truth. People are going to oppose you if you're doing something meaningful. If you are working on something, people, there will be opposition. If you are trying to build something, life will frustrate you. The only way to have an easy life is to wear a diaper and live in your parents' house. That's the only way to have an easy life. If you are doing something meaningful, it's going to be hard. It's going to break. It's going to fall apart. And you're going to have to Keep going, pick up the pieces, put it back together and continue to work and to build. Okay. <clears throat> so let's read and see what we have here in Nehemiah. Okay. Therefore, now when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged and jeered at the Jews. And he said in the presence of his brothers and the army of Samaria, Okay, so you have a guy. Here's these guys, Sanballat. He hears the news that the work has started, right? We talked about the work uh, last week. <clears throat> and he gets mad. He gets enraged, right? He was angry, greatly enraged. And people like that are dangerous and scary to be around. If you can't sort things out, if you can't talk through problems, if you can't... Um, uh, disagree and engage normally without getting enraged, you're a dangerous person. So here's Sanballat. He disagrees with what they're doing and he's enraged and he's dangerous, right? And one enraged person can tend to gather a mob. Okay, here he is right here. And he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, Okay, guys, this is spiritual warfare right here. One bitter person can build an army. Okay, he recruits his family and he recruits the military to fight against the Jews here who are doing the work. Okay, and this is what he says. What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burn ones of that? And here comes his buddy, <clears throat> his friend Tobiah, Tweedledee and Tweedledum right here. Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said, yes, what they are building, uh, if, it, if a fox goes up on it, it will break down their stone wall, right? He's just mocking, jeering. They're stirring up the military, right? <clears throat> this is not good. This is spiritual warfare, okay? And what does Nehemiah do? with this? Well, he prays again because Nehemiah is a man of faith and a man of prayer. And so hopefully that's what we would do in the face of opposition. 
right? Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn back their taunt on their own heads and give them up to be plundered in a land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight, for they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders, right? God, would you deal with these people? God, just upend it and turn it upside down on their own faces, okay? It's okay in spiritual warfare to pray against your enemies. It's okay. All right. So we built the wall and the wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Okay. So even though the pressure was building, the pressure was coming, unity amongst the people of God, unity around the mission held strong, right? They had a mind to work for the people together. They were friends in perseverance. Perseverance because the work is hard, but also perseverance because the battle, the spiritual warfare around the work was hard. Hopefully we can learn and come together to be friends in perseverance. And let me tell you guys this. I want to say to your R3 leaders, the ones who've remained and the ones who've gone through this tough season together, they've persevered through a lot. And so at some point, thank them. Give them a hug. Say, well done, good and faithful servant. And be their friend as they continue to persevere even longer. Some of of these folks have been doing ministry in this city way longer than I have. And they have persevered through more things than you could possibly imagine. Give those people a high five. Take them out for dinner. Give them a gift card so they can have a date night. Bless them. And then help them. Let's continue reading. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed... They were very angry. You know what's worse than an angry individual? An angry mob. This is the YouTube comments. This is the Twitter feed. This is is where people coalesce and gather together to tear something down. It is hard to build and it is easy to tear down. God's people don't look to tear things down. God's people look to build things up. God's people are for something. The angry mob is against something. Let's be friends in perseverance. Perseverance for what we are for. And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. Okay? They want to confuse. They want to distract. They want, they want to take the leader's time, energy, and attention away from what they're supposed to be doing. They want people to misunderstand. They want to malign the intentions. They don't, they don't want things to be clear. They want to cause confusion. <clears throat> and we prayed to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. Okay, so the leaders need to protect against confusion, disunity, and attack within the community. Okay, and especially that from without. 
Okay. So as you look to engage your neighborhoods, be discerning. Where do you need to set guard? Where do you need to pay attention? Where is the message being confused about who you guys are and what you're about? Okay. This will happen. If you're reaching your neighborhood, this will happen. Okay. And so be discerning and pay attention. Okay. As you build, people will try and tear down. <clears throat> In Judah, it was said, the strength of those who bear the burdens is failing and there is too much rubble. By ourselves, we will not be able to rebuild the wall. And our enemies said, they will not know or see till we come among them and kill them and stop the work. Okay, here's a full on propaganda campaign. Okay, this is where this is where people just tell absolute lies. Okay, it's just not even true. It's not even true. People who are opposed to the work will just lie. People who are trying to sow confusion, dissent, and be distracting and take up time, energy, and attention, they'll just lie. They'll just make things up. They'll just they'll, they'll, they'll misalign a situation uh, or an intention. They'll misalign or misinterpret something that happened. Okay, And it'll just create so much distraction. It will create rage. And they'll take their personal anger and they'll turn it into a mob of angry people. And they'll come and they will attack and things will get crazy. And so you'll need to put things on guard. Okay, We continue on. And this will happen. This, this next part is interesting, right? Uh, at that time, the Jews who lived near them uh, came from all directions and said to us, 10 times. You must return to us. You must return to us. You must return to us. You must you must stop the work. You must stop. They were they are coming to kill you. They 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 are enraged. Stop the mission. Don't tell people about Jesus. Stop going to church. Stop reading your Bible. It's a waste of time. Do not do what God is asking you to do. You cannot run that event in the neighborhood because of XYZ reasons. Take that ad down off of Facebook. It's 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 causing people to be triggered, whatever it is, right? This is people inside that were supposed to be on the same team. These are the Jews, the Jews who lived near them, right? Some people who are near the work, they like being near the work, but they won't actually want to do the work and they will actively try and prevent you from doing the work, right? Hey, come on this family vacation. Hey, come, come. We're coming to do this other thing. Hey, don't go to church. Hey, uh, don't meet with your R3. Hey, don't go to, to church on that day. That day is not important. It's it, th- What we're doing is more important. Hey, I know you're just doing an event, but those other people, they'll volunteer at the event. You don't have to. You can come do this fun thing with us, right? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that mean you don't have to face opposition or be as tired or, right? Ten times, ten times they told them to stop, right? Your own family will distract you. Your own family will stop you from doing the work. Your own friends will pull you away from the mission that God had called them to, okay? So amongst an angry mob, blatant propaganda, and your own friends and family trying to distract you, what will you do and how will you react amongst all this? It's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. So 
In the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, in open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Perfect. So Nehemiah, he doesn't address the propaganda. He doesn't march out against his enemies, and he doesn't stop the family. What he does is he equips the people to protect themselves and to keep doing the work. Right. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives and your homes. Right. Sometimes it's okay to fight. Sometimes it's okay to defend yourself when people are trying to attack you and prevent you from doing the thing that's calling that God is calling you to do. Right? Do not be afraid. And here's why. See, fear fear will always press up against you. Fear will come around you. Fear will surround you. Okay? But The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The only fear that should be in you, not on, around, right? That's always going to happen. The only fear that should be in you is the fear of the Lord, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom, okay? And perfect love casts out all fear, all that other fear. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. Okay? So, sometimes you need the leader to stand up and say, do not fear. Fear is coming in from all sides. You've heard the enemy. You've heard the distraction. You've heard the propaganda. Your own friends and family have tried to get you to do other things, right? But we need to stand up. We need to fight. They're trying to ruin the future of our daughters, our children. They're trying to get to our wives and godly men. Stand up. Keep doing the work. Fight if they try and get you. Protect the women and the children. Let's keep going. Let's get back to work. This is what godly people are like. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction. Half held the spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work one uh, with one hand and held his weapon in the other. Okay, so this is what's going on, right? They have the sword to defend themselves from their attackers and their enemies in one hand, okay? And in the other hand, pretend this is a trowel. I know it's a kitchen spoon. It's what I had close by. They had a trowel so they could continue to dig and pour concrete and stack up the bricks and build the wall. Sword in one hand, protect, preserve, fight the spiritual warfare. The other hand, continue the mission, build up the wall, build up the temple, restore the people of God in the city of God to the presence of God and the promises of God and the worship of God. That's what it's supposed to be. This is is our role. This is the church. A sword 
and the trowel. Some of you have seen that before. It's been, um, well, the subject of much attention, those two items, and uh, often it comes up, and it's from this, this part in this book, in this Bible right here, when the builders, they had the sword in one hand and built with the other, the sword and the trowel. And so here's two questions for you. What do you need to protect and what do you need to build on God's mission? Okay. <clears throat> and the man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread. And we are separated on the wall far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Okay. So we need systems and we need strategies in place. This system here was to rally the people. If they were getting attacked on one side, they would sound a horn because the people were spread all through the wall. It's a, remember, it's a whole city. This is huge, huge operation. Okay. And they needed proper systems and structures so that they could sound the alarm and bring attention and energy uh, to deal with problems that arose at the right time in the right places. Okay. And so for them, they sound a horn, everyone come rush to that spot. Either something's falling on the wall, we need help, or the enemy's coming to attack, we need help. It's, so let's get systems and structures in place. This is also a good word for us because it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go through a season where you're under attack. And what you need to do in your R3, if that is the case, is you need to sound your horn, sound the alarm. You need to submit to the systems, processes, and structures that are in place in your church community and say, you need help. And a lot of us need help right now because of what we've been through, because of what the world has been through, because of what our church has been through. And it's okay to sound the alarm. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. And you men in particular, you will suffer in silence. I know that about you and you will not ask for help. That is also my tendency, but we need to sound the alarm. We need to ask for help and we need to run to each other's side when it's time. And ultimately that's God's work right? He says, our God will fight for us. Okay. And so if you need help, I want to encourage you right now. This is a promise in the scriptures. Your God will fight for you. And that'll involve the help from your brothers and sisters in Christ. So we labored at the work and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. Let's pause there. You're going to have to wake up early and work all day and work late into the night because there's a lot of work to be done. You're going to have to wake up early to work all through the day and work late into the night and rest one day a week, not two, not three, one day. The rest can work eight hours a day at your job. 
get a paycheck. And then at night, do some leadership training, go make some disciples, be a part of engaging your neighborhood with your R3, get reading your scriptures, get praying, set up an appointment with a local business leader or organizational leader, political leader, set up a meeting with those neighbors, start doing the work. Do it during the day and do it at night. Some of you set of sleeping 10 hours a day, you just start sleeping six or eight hours a day, right? Some of you need to stop watching Netflix four hours a day. You stop being on your phone on TikTok four hours a day, six hours a day. It's time to do the work. You need to go to work. You need to go to school. You need to do that. If you're at school, if you're a student, you need to do that. And you need to work a part-time job. I did my college diploma, my university degree, and the whole time always had a part-time job, right? I did my three-year college diploma, one-year certificate, and the four-year degree in two and a half years, okay? That's because the four-year degree part took some of my overlapping courses from my college uh, diploma, okay? And worked part-time job. You guys can do it. You can do it, right? Work hard all day and all night and rest one day a week and rest to the Lord and take that one day and worship Jesus and be with God's people and be refreshed and filled up so that you can continue to do it again. And I say that knowing we've been through a season that's been really hard and where the whole world is a little bit fatigued or a lot fatigued, right? The whole world is still recovering from what we've been through. It's been hard. It's been stressful. Every time we, go, we went outside for three years, we had to make a thousand and one more decisions than we would normally have to make. And that took its toll for sure. But they labored from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. Okay. So even at nighttime, they went to sleep with their clothes on and they kept their sword in their hand because at any moment they needed to be ready. The New Testament articulates it like this. In 1 Corinthians 16, it says, be watchful. Uh, I got it at the bottom here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, there it is. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. And be watchful. This is watchman terminology. This is the person who would stand on the wall and keep watch all night, all night. They're referenced in the Psalms. Just do like a search, a Bible search for the watchmen, right? Like watchmen in the morning, they, they, all night. And like Jesus is described as like the, the, the rising dawn that comes and the watchman gets to see it and rejoice because he knows he finally gets to go to sleep. The watchman's been up all night, all by himself, lonely, right? This is like, is beautiful, beautiful stuff about this in the scripture. So go back, check it out, but be watchful, 
Keep guard, be ready, even at nighttime, even when you're sleeping, even when you're awake, right? Be ready, be strong, stand firm. Stand firm in the mission. Keep your weapon in your right hand. When it comes to spiritual warfare, we always need to be ready to wield the word of God. And we're always ready when it's written on the tablet of our heart, right? When we, when we are in this book consistently and constantly using it to fight our battles, reshaping our mind, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it says in Romans. All right, so your homework, your homework today. Engage in spiritual warfare with the enemy in your neighborhood and start asking each other, what do you need to protect and what do you need to build so that Trinity Life Church can realize the mission of God? What do you need to protect? What do you need to build at Trinity Life Church so that the mission of God can go forward. All right. I love you guys. I hope this was fun and exciting. I hope your R3s will be uh, filled with fruitful conversation and bold spiritual warfare, bold, fervent prayers for one another and for your neighbors and for your community so that we can see something amazing happen. And even though we're feeling broken and battered, that we can get back to the work of building. And even when it's tough, be friends together in perseverance. I love you guys, and we'll see you soon.